we are starting something new here this morning. I want to tell you, I'm not a very good orator. If you get tired of me, just let me know. Uh, that's what I've told our people that mag know you forever. Uh, I'm a pretty good listener, so I don't have to be up here. <laughs> uh, so I think sometimes some of our younger people need to be exercised in the Word of the Lord and bring it. Uh, something was said about getting old earlier. <laughs> I'm kind of creeping up on that old business. <laughs> uh, either uh, it was COVID or old age one. I got to where I don't remember like I used to. So I think some of you can uh, relate to that. Uh, I have a problem anymore with remembering where a scripture is. I may know it perfectly, but I may trouble over it until I go look it up and find out where it is. And I do that quite often, but but when I when I study, I got other stuff around me that <laughs> I go to <laughs> and help. Uh, one thing I'm careful about is to try to tell the truth of the word. Uh, if I don't, you come tell me. If it isn't right, you come tell me. And we'll do something about it or try to. And uh, I think it's like Brother Wiseman not add anything to the Word or take anything from it. It's complete in its entirety. And far as uh, the Word, if you stay with the Word, you can't mess it up. Lord's Word is perfect. If you stick with just reading it from the Bible, it's perfect. Uh, Sometimes we use the word interpret. There's very little really interpretation outside of no uh, word rest upon itself. It's all tied back to something in Scripture. It's of no private interpretation. So we rely on the Word. Might turn with the fourth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. This is not really what I had, but it comes to mind when Brother Russell talking about Brother Wiseman talking about not adding anything to it. This is a this is a rule of the house early on. It wasn't any new thing. We see it in the revelation of Jesus Christ. We see in the end of it the warning. Don't add anything to it. Don't take anything from it. But it wasn't new in the fourth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. By the way, that that word is Deuteronomy, second giving of the law. 
Lord was careful to have them to keep on reading it over and over and over. The second giving, though, was after his tablets was broke, and the Lord gave it in its entirety. He said, Now, therefore, in the first verse, hearken over Israel unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you for to do them, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. <clears throat> ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you, and your eyes have seen what I did because of Baal-peor. For all the men that followed Baal-peor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. So it's a pretty stern warning not to add anything to it or take anything from it. If the Lord <laughs> slew them, what will He do to you? What will He do to us if we had misused the Word? Our main topic this morning, we want to go over the book of Hosea, the fifth chapter. Take a little look here. <clears throat> In looking back at man's beginning after he sinned, the ground was cursed, the Bible said, for his sake. So <laughs> all the things that go on in this world, whether it be good or bad, they are for the sake of of man. If there be a tragedy come, uh, the people go about and they say, well, we, we survived it by faith. And yeah, that's somewhat right. But when tragedy comes, they some would do like Job's wife and say, why don't you just curse the Lord and die and get rid of it? But the people of God have a whole different attitude toward that idea. To them, it is chastisement. To the world, it's an accident. But the Lord doesn't do anything by accident. He brings all things on the people in general. And the thorns and the thistles come up in the garden and Adam's going to have to keep them pulled out. We're fighting the thorns and the thistles yet. But to a saved man, the thorns and the thistles are the things that cause him to look unto the Lord. To an unjust man, it's a whole different story. He continues to be at enmity with God or he's angry with God. Uh, goes back to Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we're at peace with God. So, all these things happen that it might point 
to God Almighty whether they be good or whether they be bad or what we had considered be. See, Lord, always turning what men that think evil to good for his people. All the rest of the world is unto judgment. Uh, in the fifth chapter, and I guess in verse 6, no, in verse uh, Go up verse 5. He said, And the pride of Israel doth testify to his face. Therefore shall Israel and Ephraim fall in their iniquity. Judah also shall fall with them. They shall go with their flocks and with their herds to seek the Lord, but they shall not find him. He hath withdrawn himself from them. They have dealt treacherously against the Lord. They have uh, begotten strange children. How shall a month devour them with their portions? Blow ye the cornet in Gibeah, and the trumpet by Ramah. Cry aloud at beth for after thee, O Benjamin, Ephraim, shall be desolate in the day of rebuke. Among the tribes of Israel have I made known that which shall surely be. The princes of Judah were like them that removed the bond. Therefore I will pour out my wrath upon them like water. Ephraim is oppressed and broken in judgment because he willingly walked after the commandment. Therefore will I be unto Ephraim as a moth, and to the house of Judah as rottenness. When Ephraim saw his sickness, and Judah saw his wound, then went Ephraim to the Assyrian and sent to King Jabreb, yet could he not heal you, nor cure you, of your wound. For I will be under Ephraim as a lion and as a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will tear and go away, and I will take away, and none shall rescue him. So we see the same thing, a parallel to people today and to them. We worry about the president now. They went over to Jeroboam seeking some help. He didn't go to the Lord. People of the Lord look unto the Lord to rescue them from the things of the world or other tragedies that come in this world. But most men are, are just happy to curse God. Uh popular thing today is to have something happen they say well if he was as good a God as y'all say he is why did he let these things happen and there's no reason with them about it but the people of God is different in that they reason that God is good especially to his people so the people of God wait patiently for the Lord to come 
on that Jeroboam man. He set up different worship and made some cash for him to come worship. And then <laughs> I think of this often. People complain about how far they got to go to church or how long church is and all that sort of stuff. Jeroboam done the same thing. He, he fixed it where they didn't have to go down to Jerusalem right. to worship. He just do it where he had. Well, that's the same idea we got to get worship out in the boat something do just as well but we're cautioned to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together so must be must assemble and strengthen one another in the church and prophesy that the Lord is good that he's good for his people Always looking out for them. Sometimes may not look that way to you, but you got to be patient. Patience is the key to the whole thing. It's to look unto the Lord in patience. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Thank you. In the book of Amos. Oh, I don't. I believe. Go back to sixth chapter. I bet. Leave here too quick. In verse one, it said, "Come and let us return unto the Lord, for He hath torn, and He will heal us. He has smitten, and He will bind us up. After two days will He revive us. In the third day He will raise us up." And we shall live in his sight. And I don't know that these days are significant or, or if they're particular days, but it's just a amount of time. In good time, the Lord will do it. Then what shall we know? Then shall we know? You can underline that. If we follow on to know the Lord. What do, we, what do we say these things are for? For us to look unto the Lord. What did he put the thorns and the thistles in the garden for Adam to till? It was for them to know there was a God and they would should look unto him. It's always. They're there today, aren't they? This old East Texas country has got the worst old brush it is. And if you don't keep hoeing it and... and and uh, <laughs> putting herbicide on it, it'll take over. It hadn't changed a bit since the Lord instituted it in the very beginning. Not going to change until it's all made perfect. He said his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come. as the rain as the latter rain and the former rain upon the earth it'll be complete the harvest will be complete it's going to rain early going to rain later and the thorns and the thistles are coming but so is the wheat in the middle of all of it and that's where we stand today in the middle of all the thorns and the thistles. They're in the land. 
So we we know that all things do work together to good to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. On over in the book of Amos, Joel and Amos and chapter 3, in verse 1, he said, Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. This would apply to us this morning also. If you're of the Lord, you're blessed above all the other families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for your iniquities. So here comes chastisement. Who can walk together except they be agreed? I think we could reason that out pretty quick. <laughs> All of you, I'm sure, got friends that don't agree with your religion. And, and you can't walk with them, you can't reason with them. You know, there is no reasoning that. You either have the faith or you don't have the faith. All men claim today have faith. But they, and they do have some faith, but it's one they get up and go to work every morning with. It's what causes them to live and move. But true faith is altogether different. And he said, And will a lion roar in the forest when he hath no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he have not taken any, nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is set for him? Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? All these things are are happening today. The trumpet's sounding. Are they not afraid? Shall he? There be evil in a city, and the Lord hath not done it. That's what we're talking about this morning. Isn't anything happening that the Lord doesn't have a hand in it? He causes all things to happen that His people might look unto Him. He's always calling. Call, come unto me all ye weak and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You can rest in me. Said, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto the servants, the prophets. And then in verse 8, he said, The lion hath roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God hath spoken. Who can but prophesy? It must be told, the Lord has roared. The word has come forth. Will we not prophesy? Will we not spread the word? 
in all these things that we see are pointing to all things that happen in this world. It, there's an old thing that's been going around a long, long time, longer than I am, that a man would decide to follow the Lord, and then later he would let him be Lord. But the truth is, if he isn't Lord to start with, why would a man follow him? He is Lord, and he has roared unto the people. Another thing that we might take note of here also, this was all written and spoken, prophesied unto the people of Israel. The same thing is true today. We are the people of Israel. We are the true Israel of God. So these things are unto us. And we need to take them just because they're in the Old Testament <laughs> doesn't mean they're not good. Uh, I'm partial to the Old Testament. And I keep going back there. I, one time I made a statement not too long ago that couldn't hardly say anything without going to the book of Isaiah. I love the book of Isaiah. Uh, and we go there often. But the Lord is good to His people. And the goodness of it is seen in one other thing. That judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. First uh, Peter, the fourth chapter, if you want to look at that, but... Uh, it must begin there, but that's the goodness of the Lord that He talks to His people. The Word is unto His people. We, we kind of would lightly say sometime, we'll read your Bible. Oh, pray the Lord will open it up to you. You can read it all day long, won't do anything for you. But if the Lord open it, it'll prick your heart. Matter of fact, it'll cut it to the quick and it'll open it up to you. And the Lord always deals with His people in mercy. But there's also judgment. So we must be judged first. And the judgment comes out of His Word. If you want to get on somebody, use the word. It'll do the work. Judgment comes from it. But the line has roared in Isaiah the 29th chapter. Now think verse 22. Therefore thus saith the Lord who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob. Jacob shall not now be ashamed 
neither shall his face now wax pale. But when he seeth his children, the work of mine hands, in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name, and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and shall fear the God of Israel. This is a prime thing here, that they fear the God of Israel. They also that erred in spirit shall come to understand if we follow on to know the Lord, we'll understand. And they that murmured shall learn doctrine. Here's the whole thing. Question to you and I, we live in a world that's violent. We see things going on around us every day that trouble us. But we know that these things are of the Lord. Now the Israelite people, when they come out of Egypt and they got over in the desert, and they were eating that old manna that come down from heaven every day. They got tired of it. And they murmured. In our day, we have the same thing. People seem to get tired of word and they begin to murmur. Well, it's a little rough for us. We go back to Jeroboam's day. It's just too much trouble for y'all to have to go down to Jerusalem to the temple. So we're going to set up some calf and you can worship right where you are. And that's the kind of way it is today. We begin to murmur and complain and look for an easier way. That's what's happened to us today. This easy believism stuff is, it has eaten us up. Uh, therefore, judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. In Jeremiah, I can't read that clock now, so I don't. Book of Jeremiah, the 30th chapter. In verse 10, Which say to the seers, See not, and to the prophets, I'm in the wrong place. Let me get in the right book here. Yeah, in verse 10, Therefore, fear thou not, O servant Jacob, saith the Lord. Neither be dismayed, O Israel, for lo, I will save thee from afar, and thy seed from the land of the captivity, and Jacob shall return, and shall be in rest, and be quiet.
in Lot make haste. I think we were there last week or so. And will not make haste. And none shall make him afraid. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to save thee, though I make a full end of all the nations, whether I have scattered thee. Yet will I not make a full end of thee, always a remnant. But I will correct thee in measure. Now this is a this is an astonishing thing about chastisement. Is the Lord never gives too much or too little. It's exactly by measure. Exactly enough to turn his people around. Like we was talking, one would say, well, just curse God and die. And others said, I'm looking forward to this. This is the Lord speaking. He's in it. Because he's Lord of all things. And will not leave thee altogether unpunished, though he's not going not going to just forgive it and not keep on chastising his people. Correct them, make them walk in the right way. For thus saith the Lord, thy brutish is incurable, thy bruise is incurable, and thy wound is grievous. There is none to plead thy cause, and thou mayest be bound up, thou hast no healing medicines. And all thy lovers have forgotten thee. They seek thee not, for I have wounded thee with the wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one. For the multitude of thine iniquities, thy iniquity because thy sins are increased. Why criest thou for thine affliction? Thy sorrow is incurable, for the multitude of thine iniquity, because thy sins were increased, I have done these things unto thee. It's no different today than it was then. Lord is still in operation. He's still chastising, punishing his people so judgment must begin at the house of the Lord they might correct them they might in measure send to them to come back come back we, you know we're always going astray we live in this world and these things have effect on us so we always need to be called back. Go back, go back. Go the old way. See what it had to say <clears throat> unto the people, <clears throat> unto his people. The Psalms, 31st chapter. <clears throat> But the Lord is good to his people. 
in a remnant shall be saved. And it's as many as sand of the sea. That's something else, isn't it? A remnant that's that great. Psalms 31. Verse 19. He said, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid upon laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of the tongue. Blessed be the Lord, for he has showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou hearest the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee. O love Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. So because of the curse that's upon the ground, we are caused to look unto the Lord, who is always ready to help his people. He sanctifies his people. You don't just leave with one message. He's always bringing a new one. Every day you you know yourself if you get in the Word of the Lord and you begin to read it. I don't care how many times you've been over it. The more times you read it, the more stuff you see. More things that come out. That is the goodness of the Lord that saves His people. All things that are in this world cause us to look unto Him. They weren't displaced there again by accident. The weed didn't come up by accident. Thorn, it didn't come up by accident. It was placed there that it might always chastise man. But under some, it's not chastisement. It's the meanness of God that has come upon them. Why would this God let these things happen? But that's where he makes his first mistake. It doesn't just happen. It is all planned. The Lord has always, from the beginning, knew the end. So we'd be careful to always remember that the Lord is good to his people. Whatever the circumstance is that you're going through, This thing is a call unto you to look unto the Lord.
So we're always looking and praising God that He brings us to these points in time that we would look unto Him.